Welcome into another Red Out Podcast. My name's Devin. We'll get the script and get the guys in here in just a second. I hope you've had a nice week and it's a beautiful day here in Rineville, Kentucky. So uh, stick with us. Hey, how about them tops, son? All day, SEC boys. SEC, they both be SEC. You're listening to the Red Out Podcast. Shame to admit in the past, I've needed a therapist. We all need someone, and it's a strong person who can admit it. I talked to my doctor, who referred me to a therapist, and I really didn't have much say as to who the therapist was. But with this episode sponsor, BetterHelp, you do. You can filter out who you would like to talk to, age, gender, religion, and more to pair you with the person who works best for you. And if the person isn't exactly who you are wanting, you're not stuck. You can switch counselors. BetterHelp strives to offer affordable, professional, and accessible online therapy. So go to BetterHelp.com Redout today to save 10%. By doing this, you not only support us, you can work toward a brighter, healthier you. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Yes, thank you to BetterHelp. We appreciate your support. And uh, if you'd like to use our affiliate link, you go to BetterHelp.com forward slash Redout. It not only helps us, it helps you as well. Uh, it gives uh, you 10% off your first month's trial. And, you know, why not? If you need therapy or need somebody to talk to, BetterHelp has tons of uh, counselors that you can speak with. And, hey, it, it's beneficial to both of us. Uh, if you would rather not, you can go, you can like, share, and subscribe the episode. That helps us out. It gives the algorithm a little bit more push. Uh, we appreciate our listeners. Thanks again, guys. Uh, Jared, Matt, how's it going? It's pretty good. Good, 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 good. Let me see if I can get my, there we go. Get my volume up a little bit here. Okay. Uh, so I'll go with you first, Jared. Winners and losers, buddy. Man, uh, I haven't really thought too much about it, but I mean, winner is me today because it's like 78 <laughs> degrees and sunny right now in the middle That's of right. February. So, I mean, I love it. I know it won't last very long, but I don't really care. Yeah, my mother was looking it up. I've got family in Chicago, and they uh, it's like 38 in Chicago right now. So, yeah. <laughs> suck it, guys. That's what you get for living in the North. <laughs> yeah. It's like Eskimos. I never understood that. Did they think it was colder, like like thousands of years ago? Did they think it was like too cold? So they just were like, forget this. I'm not going further south. It's probably colder down there. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, they're immune to it, I feel like. Hashtag shower thoughts, I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> Matt, what's up, buddy? Uh, I don't want to hear any more of your shower thoughts, Devin. Hey, um, it's not what you were saying the other day. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, what are we doing, winners and losers? All right. Um, I mean, that's normally what we do. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, sometimes you skip it. Um, anyway, my winner is uh, Greg Collins Underbridges. Um, with all the distraction with, uh, with Stansberry and all the, the losing and everything, he, he's really kind of gotten away, uh, scot-free. Also, he's, his team's playing really well and, that's uh, great. yeah, good for him, you know, um, good to see on, that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm really happy for him. He's, he knows what he's doing. He just, he has trouble getting in, uh, good players, especially big girls. But anyway, um, 
yeah, I mean, he's definitely he went from dude's about to be fired in December uh, to he's probably going to be fine all the way through this year, no matter what, and into next year. So that's my winner. And then my loser is Valentine's Day for Football Alumni Council's wives. Um, (laughs) So, all right, so I I just recently uh, got asked to be a part of the Football Alumni Council as as an equipment manager. And uh, Manager Union, EMU, um, anyway, uh, so they had this thing scheduled. They have it on the second Tuesday of every month. Well, that was Valentine's day. And so they didn't let us know. I'm like, surely this is going to be canceled. It's like six o'clock at night. And it's a big zoom of like, you know, 200 people, all dudes, whatever. Like how many wives are going to be frustrated with this time, time slot. Um, Anyway. And so like, we get the, we get the notice, like the day of that they're canceling. I'm like, we should have known this was canceled the whole time. Like, you know, I'm not one to rock the boat. I'm not messaging me like, Hey, we're going to cancel this or not, you know, but like, uh, especially being the new guy, you think you just, yeah, let it go. So, yeah, I did. But then <laughs> I almost, I was like waiting for the zoom to start. And then I see the email. Hey, by the way, did you see that we canceled? I'm like, no, they canceled it the morning of. <laughs> so anyway, Hey, it's better than like an hour or two before. Canceled. Right. Yeah. I mean, they gave us plenty of warning. That's Good. great. Plenty of time to get your plans together. Well, it was fun while it lasted. I guess Matt will be off the council next week. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm not going to be there. They're having something Saturday too, and I'm not going to be there because of uh, family uh, funeral stuff. So, uh, I'm sorry to hear that, bud. About to about to get kicked out. Uh, sorry to hear that. Um, good. good run. So, thank you. By the way, yeah. Um, sorry. Uh, so we got some, uh, XFL news. Um, I always like that it's in the spring. It always, it's kind of fun. Um, I did not realize until earlier I saw there's a big rules difference between the XFL and the NFL. So the, that was a news flash to you. That is a news flash because, <laughs> um, you can go for three points in the XFL so I think it was St. Louis or somebody I saw on ESPN's TikTok, Instagram or something. Uh, they were down like 9 to 15. So they go for three, get it. Then they, instead of kicking off, you can do a fourth and 15. And if you convert that, then you get the ball back. And I was like, what? Yeah, I think that's but, kind of interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's interesting um, it, I mean, it adds a little flavor. What do you think about that? I think they ended up winning the game like 18 to 15 or something like that. But like, Jared, what do you think? Do you think that's a good change or not? Yeah, I mean, you got to do something to make it more interesting. I mean, kickoffs are kind of meh as it is. I mean, very rarely is there ever a kickoff return for a touchdown. And if there is, there's probably like an illegal block in the back or holding or something and it gets negated every single time. So, I mean, I would rather than do something interesting like that than just be cookie cutter and look exactly like the NFL. They need to do something that differentiates them, and I think small stuff like that is what kind of makes them a little more entertaining, I guess. Well, okay, let me ask you something else. Who do we cheer for in XFL? Whoever you want. As Western fans. 
Do you I go for the know. one that have Western players on them? Because I'm kind of impartial to Western players. So, I mean, you can, but I mean, they may not end up staying on that team forever. So you could then you'd have to decide: oh, Am I just going to follow the WKU players, or am I going to like commit to a team like us being born as the fans of whatever team we are? It doesn't have that history that the NFL does. Like, well, I've been a but- Dolphins fan too long to change to something else. I've already invested twenty years of crying into this team. I can't just leave them now. Because I know as soon as I do is when they would be good. And I'm just like, well, crap. Now I can't take it back. find another team to, that's really bad that you'll have to cry over. So, yeah. Jeremy, why do you like the Dolphins in the first place? What made you? The, the I basketball. remember the very first game I ever watched <laughs> from them was when they were playing the Patriots in like 2002, 2003. I remember it was in New England because it was snowing and I thought it looked really cool. And I'm like, I've always loved Florida and everything. We go to Panama City Beach all the time, especially back then. So I was like, you know, this Dolphin team, they seem pretty cool. I like the colors they have too. And I don't even remember if they won that game or not. As like a second grader, I'm watching this. And I just chose the Dolphins as my favorite team and everything. But they were amazing. That's like, I, At least I did get to see some of the good teams with Zach Thomas, Jason Taylor, and yeah, all of them growing up. Those, those are some really good teams. Really incredible defense back then. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I've only seen them go to the playoffs twice or maybe three times in my life. So yeah, it's miserable as far as that's concerned. Mm. I remember, um, and Matt didn't ask me this, but anyway, um, I remember when I started college, I saw a, I saw a Facebook post or something, and it was like white people pick teams because their parents like them, and I was like, damn, that hits home. Yeah, I mean, my dad's a Cowboys because, fan, and I was exactly not about to see. Do that. See, I was a Cowboys fan because my dad was a Cowboys fan. And, I mean, I still cheer for the Yankees just because it's the white thing to do. But, um, <laughs> but, but. This American um, is apple pie. I mean, right. But, um, but I decided, like, when I was in college, just playing fantasy football and stuff like that. And, like, most of my team ended up being, like, Packers. So I was like, you know what? I'm watching the games more anyway. I had Mason Crosby, my kicker. Rodgers was my uh, quarterback. I think I had Jordy Nelson was like the the flex player for me. Um, so I was like, you know what? I might as well. So, you know, a couple years playing with, you know, those guys when they were good. Um, and that's how I ended up being a Packers fan. So, and then, you know, the history and the Lombardi and all that. You mean stuff. you weren't even yeah, a fan the during the Brett Favre days? Oh, no. God, no. Couldn't stand him. Yeah. He just kept showing his wang. It was just weird. I don't know. <laughs> weird. So weird. Um, but okay, Matt. So I asked Jared, what do you think about the XFL rules? I mean, do you like it? What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think it, it gives them a chance to be interesting. And the, the fourth and 15 thing, like think about onside kicks, like they're in the NFL, everybody's so good. And you know, the technique to stop an onside kick, like they never, ever oh, work. Yeah. So what's the point of them? And, so, and you know, it's coming. Yeah. So give them a chance to actually like have an onside kick or whatever a change of possession actually happened. So yeah, I think I, that's genius. And fourth and 15 is long enough that it's like, okay, you're not just giving it to them. It's not like, you know, fourth and three or something like you get fourth and 15. You, you earned the possession in my opinion. So I a hundred percent agree. I mean, that's a legit thing too. I was like fourth and 15 is like near damn impossible. You know, see, yeah. here's what I want to see though. I want to see, sorry. go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I was just going to say you have a prayer fourth and yes. 15. 
See, I want to see a version of football that only has one down. And the only way you can score <laughs> is if you convert on first down Lord. basically the entire drive. Tell me that wouldn't be fun to watch. God, I would hate that. Now well, make it fast to get it. Is it just turn over where the ball is? Yeah, and the other team can pick it up. So that gives you that sense of urgency that you can't miss this play because if you do, then you'll basically be backed up and the other team can score really quickly. But well, if they like miss it, then you three. can pick it up. Tell me that wouldn't be fun to watch. It would be. I know it would be. I would If I played, I'd be exhausted running back and forth on the field. Um, okay. Would they do a commercial okay. break after every possession change? No, it'd be just halftime. <laughs> just continuous clock, like soccer. Continuous clock. Okay, it, okay. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to. I found it on Facebook, where our friend of the show Dean posted uh, San Antonio Brahmas. That's where Dion Yelder ended up. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. I don't know where did Jacar Jacor Pearson end up. Uh, I know he end? got somewhere. I've got him on a roster, but it's a, in spreadsheet format, and I don't have a name on it, so I'll have to Google that one. And that's the same with the other one. So let me see. Let's see if I can find the post specific. Here we go. Um, Does BG Daily News had some of that? Let's see. Sorry, I know this is completely awesome. The Sea Dragons, um, Seattle Sea Dragons. Is that who he's with? Probably. That yeah, that right. sounds right. Yes, Pearson's on the. You said Sea Dragons. Yes, Seattle Sea Dragons. Uh, Yelder ended up with the San Antonio Brahmas, and uh, Jack and Lucky Jackson ended up on the. See Defenders. Defenders. That's right. Well, who is where is that? Uh, what do you mean? I gotta Google the. Oh, the, uh, Washington D.C. Is it okay? Yeah, D.C. Defenders. You know, like defending the capital. Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha. Makes sense now. Mm-hmm. I'm not up on my uh, XFL. Hey, stuff. you gotta watch out for those sea dragons out out west, okay? Hey, I will say, I give sense. them props. I give them props for uh, trying to figure out like how to name the teams because like there's so many mascots out there, mm-hmm. and then you got to be politically correct on some of them too. So, Make I think notes. Battle Hawks is a little uh, borderline. Battle Hawks. That sounds, scares the children. Hey, sounds barbaric. Yeah, I, I respect. There's a story Bobby Bowden did uh, when they were this when Florida State. I don't know if it was they became the Seminoles or when he took over. He met with a Seminole nation and they basically gave their blessing to it. And I was like, that's awesome. Even from a PC standpoint, like I used to love Bobby Bowden because of that. So anyway, Heck yeah. Um. So, Jared, um, you were talking about how um, uh, how you don't really want to stick with a team because they may not be around long enough. Honestly, like if the XFL is around in ten years, I'd be surprised. I, I mean, yeah, that, it's just like the other football league to the USFL. Like, I'm surprised they've made it too. Because I mean, we had like the AAF or whatever that was, and it didn't even last a full season, and they went bankrupt. 
yeah. now. Like, I, I love that there's competition for the NFL, but I feel like yeah. it's so hard for them to gain interest because, like I said, I mean, most of us inherit a football team that we like or pick it at a very young age and end up cheering for that team forever. I mean, now at almost 30 years old, I'm just like, what if this doesn't even exist three years from now? What if they go under as fast as the other football league does i mean it's just hard to force fandom unless it's actually in your city too or your area i don't even know what the closest one to kentucky would be maybe like st louis or something so i mean it's just hard for me to invest in some random team i mean i might watch it casually just because i miss football and see find that it's interesting but i don't know if i'll really like invest in it that much st louis is the battle hawks yeah it's probably the closest Birmingham too they're Two and a half hours away. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to see. We got Arlington Renegades, which I'm assuming that's Virginia. Uh, Houston Texas. Roughnecks. Okay. It doesn't have all of them. Let's see. So yeah. another thing I really like about the XFL is they got the coaches mic'd up. Is that not great? Yeah. Okay. That's Vegas Vipers, St. Louis Battlehawks, Seattle Sea Dragons, San Antonio Brahmas, Orlando, Houston. DC and Arlington. So it looks like St. Louis. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like not even close enough to really go to a game unless you just want to spend a bunch of money and spend like a weekend in St. Louis or something. And so I think for me, there. it's not too bad distance from around Elizabethtown. So I don't think that's too bad. Let me see distance wise. You just go straight west on the parkway. Well, I got I go up and hit 64. Um, I'll just do. I'll generically do Elizabethtown to St. Louis and see what Google says. Maybe about four. Um, four and four and a half hours. That's not too bad. No, that's not bad. I mean, you could do a day of it. I mean, uh, first, I, if I'm driving that far though, I'm gonna go see a team I like, like either like the Indiana Pacers up in Indy or something like that. I want to see somebody that wins. Like I mean. That. Well, I mean, <laughs> see, that's the thing. I mean, I, I, the Pacers are one and one in the times that I've seen them in person. And the one time they won was when LeBron James was on the Cavs. So that was an incredible, incredible experience. But, I mean, I don't know. It's interesting. I just don't really see myself getting into it that much. It's like something I'll watch in place of the fact that I can't watch the Dolphins anymore, at least until September. So, well, in WKU in August. Honestly, like the defenders wouldn't be too bad to cheer for. Um, the Brahmas wouldn't be bad either. Um, I, you know, offensively, I have no idea. But Seattle Sea Dragons, uh, I mean, it's whatever. They, and it doesn't help that they haven't been able to get any really big names to True. either be on a team or coach or anything like that. It's, I mean, you have to have some type of appeal and like familiarity with everything too. Like if they got, um, man i don't know i mean like the if like they jay got like cutler like if they got jay cutler or some person that used to be in the nfl that people knew and then would just a quarterback for a team then people would be like oh i remember that guy this gives it some sense of relevance i'll watch this or something i don't know do they have any good announcers i haven't even i haven't watched it at all if they're either. better than western's announcers i don't even care I mean, and I'm not saying Randy Lee. Mean? Let me let me correct that. Let me correct that. I'm not saying Randy Lee. I'm just saying like the ones we oh, get on ESPN Plus. Yeah, and they're like, "Hey, did you see Sam out there warming up? He's looking pretty good this year. Yeah, Sam's pretty good. Yeah." And you're like, "Who the hell's Sam? You're talking about your own the, the other team. You're not even talking about 
Western. I just I get frustrated anyway. Uh, but Same the Lorraine Rock, the the Rock is actually, I guess, an owner. Let's see. See now, if he was a coach or something, then I would immediately watch. Shoot, he's he's I don't know. He's got an XFL Renegades jersey on, so um, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, um, hey, I honestly I like the XFL as far as you know. You got your you got your spring ball with the XFL, and then you get to you know kind of watch the guys play around and have fun and. Then in the fall, you got the NFL and college and all that good stuff. So. See, I need to just make the thing I made up of an actual sport. And the way that I can make it even cooler is everyone stays on the field the whole time. So you have to have like your O lineman also be the D lineman and have like your running backs so, be and wide outs be the wide receivers and also like cornerbacks uh, and safeties. I don't know what your quarterback would do. You'd want someone yeah. athletic. But I think it would be sick. I, w- I wish there was a way to test it out and actually get people to try it because it would be okay. fun. But... I've got I've got a great idea. Okay, oh God. <laughs> we're going to we're going to combine two sports, maybe three, um, just to kind of a spitball here. Um, let's do with Jared's idea. You get one down to convert. You, if you don't get it, then somebody has to go shoot a free throw, and if they hit the free throw, <laughs> you get a point and you get to keep going, so it can keep it going for a while. Um, that would take then, so much time. <laughs> and then <laughs> it would take time. Yeah, what are they like wheeling the out the out every other play onto the field? Do what? Is, are they just like wheeling out a goal onto the field every down? <laughs> what we'll do is we'll put a we'll put a basketball goal. We'll hook it into the bottom of the field goal without a backboard, so it adds another layer of difficulty. Oh my God. <laughs> No, with my sport, I'd make it seven people instead of eleven. That way, it would be even more spaced out. Oh, have- and I got a, I got another idea. See, we add bases on the corners of the field, and every time you score a touchdown, you have a runner that gets to advance. So, <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Jesus, uh, no, Devin's going to combine NASCAR and swimming together, <laughs> swimming and diving. <laughs> With NASCAR. NASCAR is what happens when we leave yes. the stadium every time after the end of games. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <sighs> I'm um, done talking until we go somewhere else with this crap. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's that's a good uh, let's go to let's transition into spring football. Matt, you're okay. on the alumni committee. What do you got? Oh sure. Um <laughs> well definitely uh if there are former players that do listen to the podcast. Make sure you come out. There are going to be some good events and stuff like that. Um, but I think spring football is a chance for um, the team to really come together and kind of figure out what you got. So it's a crucial time. I know it may not be thrilling for everybody that's just kind of watching from afar, but it is a it's a it's super important time. And hopefully they come together and you know find some pieces that they need. Um, you know, I think there's some uh, some areas that they need to make sure they've got taken care of, and so getting those players in and and uh, trying to get some things done, I think is a obviously is a big thing they need to get get going here in the next month and a half. So. Okay, so what I want to see specifically, <laughs> and I'm is not a basketball this, goal. No, 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 that okay. would be really funny, but. Okay. Um, no, what I want to see is, uh, in all seriousness, is uh, I wish that they would do a spring game draft like they used to. Yeah, that did, did make you it interesting. That? 
Did you ever do that, Matt? Yeah, I think didn't didn't Willie do that? Uh, I don't know if I don't know if he did or not. I know Elson did it. Um, yeah. I don't remember if Coach Taggart did it, but that was, was a lot of a draft. Sometime there was it was a lot of fun. Um, Jared, they would take like what is it? A couple seniors. They would take mm-hmm. they'd split the seniors basically, and then. Um, well, the juniors or whoever's going to be a senior in, in the fall, they'd split them up and the guys would go, um, basically, uh, you would go down through the list of players, support staff, coaches, and everybody would get drafted. Mm-hmm. And so you'd be either red team or white team. Um, I only wish that they played it more actually like a game, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it, I mean... Elson started doing scenarios and that crap and nobody really cared. I mean, the coaches wanted to see it for, you know, to see how people were developing, but mm-hmm. you know, in the scheme of things, like nobody cares. I'm sorry, but yeah. it was just another practice and people get, it play. was, it, 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 yeah, it's just not interesting, but, um, shoot, you could do XFL rules since it's spring and <laughs> do a fourth and 15 again or whatever. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm, honestly, I, I always liked that. I hope hope uh, uh, Coach Hel- Helton does that as well. I actually saw a statistic the other day, and, I'm, and it was bouncing around the football group, uh, that Helton is actually leading um, his winning percentage or whatever with well, the uh, in the state of Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. He had 32 wins. Coach Stoops had, what, 31, and then Louisville's coach was after that, and Murray and all them. So props to them, right? Yeah, it's been. I mean, you look at it. He had one one bad year, and then every other year he's been he's been doing pretty well. Um, yeah, and even with the coaching turnover too. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize what he they in the stats. It was he's had twelve coaches. He's had turned over, or something else. Maybe said that. Yeah, so, that since right. his tenure's been here, he's he's had ten turnovers. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. And with the NIL stuff and. Um, transfer portal and all that. I think he's really the fact I, that he's been able to. I think he's the portal master, so to speak, in some ways. Like he really has been successful finding good talent and putting it together. I am the portal master. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, but actually, I saw something really funny because we always talk about you know worried about the NIL and big teams coming in and stealing players. There was a uh, Nick Saban was one, and I heard that Ohio State did the same thing. That players were asking for like eight hundred thousand dollars, and they said, "If you want money, you need to go somewhere else." And I was like, "Wow!" I was not thinking that was going to happen to Alabama or some of those schools. Because I figured they'd just be like, "Sure, here you go, write your check." But evidently, like they they're were like, asking. Saban directly, like, hey, give yeah. me this money. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If I'm going to come to your school, I want $800,000. And he was like, no. He's like, if that's what you're worried about, you need to go somewhere else. I saw that interview, and I thought that was crazy. Actually, um, I know he kind of comes across as like a jerk or whatever, but I think he's actually really good for college football in terms of, like, I think he actually has a fair mind yes. on stuff. It's actually nice to see that he's not completely out for number one and he really does want to see kids like other programs and other conferences have a chance. Yeah. SEC really could just absorb them all. the attention. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree. Um, speaking of, 
uh, fair and fun, exciting. Baseball's kicked off, teed off, yeah. thrown off. What is it? Whatever. I don't do baseball, so they they, they, they pitched off. <laughs> they pitched up. off. They they, they threw the ball the at each other. Uh, so baseball started out on the seventeenth against. They started a series of basically all weekend against Dayton. Uh, ended up beating Dayton on Friday, five to three. Uh, on the 18th, which was Saturday, they beat Dayton six to one, and then on Sunday they beat Dayton seven to one. So nice clean, nice clean sweep there. Congratulations to the guys. And then uh, on the 21st, Western beat Belmont. So another nice, uh, nice win there for the guys. So congratulations, guys. And it looks like Western starts. Way, go ahead, Devo. That is the first time since 2011 that we've started 4-0. So I think that's oh, wow. super noteworthy. Yeah, I know you yeah. probably didn't see all that in the Tower Rack chat or whatever. But, yeah, yeah. first time since 2011. Um, now, hey, a little cautionary tale here. Pawlowski did start out 6-1 and his first year. So we're not out of the woods yet. But, I mean, some of the signs are really good. Um, we've had a ton of errors, like Every game we've had like three or four. Um, but in terms of like fighting through it and coming up with big innings and stuff like that, stuff you really want yeah. to see, not blowing games at the end of the game like we've seen for the last like seven or eight years um, yeah. and longer, it's kind of nice to see some progress there. Um, uh, in the Dayton series, they didn't give up more than three runs Wow! Uh, in any one game. So it's really nice to actually see. Um, I think there was a two hitter. Uh, there were three pitchers that pitched and they only gave up two hits. And that was the first time since like 2019 or something. So like all these first time in a long times have happened in just four games. So, so it's really nice to actually so be interested in baseball. I'm going to make you feel old, Matt. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So do you remember coach Dwayne Hall? He was a strength coach. Yeah. His son is a pitcher at Western. Is he? I didn't know. That. Yes, he is. Um, wow. I cannot remember his name off the top of my head, but obviously his last name's Hall. There you go. Um, let me see here if I can pull it up real he's quick. He's still on campus too, it. right? He's doing. As far I know as I know, he was. Sports and yeah, he always. Basketball. Dawson. Dawson Hall. This kid is a ginger and it's hilarious. Um, but he's always had red hair. I, funny story for you, and then we'll get back to talking baseball. Uh, I, I remember, uh, somebody was telling me that Dwayne and his two sons were on, um, yeah, actually I clicked on the roster and it's got Dwayne Hall, director of strength and conditioning. Uh, but obviously Dawson and his little brother were on the elevator with Dwayne and they started kind of scuffling like little brothers, like brothers do sometimes. And one of them hit the other and Dwayne's like smacks one of them. And he's like, don't hit your brother. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's like a total robot wasn't he he was just oh like my gosh Dwayne's you know, hilarious was, first yeah. off if you get to know him he's a great guy and he's hilarious but outside looking in he 100% has that stoic mentality just down to an art he's just you know that's what when uh okay so a quick story and then we'll get back to our topics but um there was a drive-by shooting at the registry when I was in on campus and one of the players was at the wrong place at the wrong time. And the higher ups, I guess, at Western or in the football program or whatever, were concerned 
that uh, this was a targeted thing. They thought this kid was targeted. So we had police at the stadium. Oh, yeah, uh, I remember this. You remember the undercover guys? Mm-hmm. We had one police officer who was undercover as a reporter, which everybody knew who he was. Dude's like 6'4 and 280 and <laughs> built like a brick, you know what? And, uh, and you're like, you, and he's, you know, he's like holding this camera that's like, it's like a little Nikon and it looks like one of those little, little bitty digital ones I used to have back in the day. And you're like, there is no way in hell that he is, he's, you know, he's a cop. And there was, you know, we were talking, there were snipers. They told us there were snipers. So we're all afraid to like move too quickly because we're afraid we'll get shot. Um, <laughs> you know, and of course me and um, one of the other former managers, Austin Moss, we're joking that like somebody's going to jump out with a gun and Dwayne's going to jump off the stadium and punch him in the chest and rip their heart out, you know, and you're just going to be like, what the shit? <laughs> but that was just, you know, we were, that was Dwayne. Cause that's what we thought Dwayne would do. So, uh, but yeah, congratulations to him. I, my wife and I saw that, that his son is actually playing and we were both like, Jesus, we feel old as all get out. Cause I remember when he was a little kid and that's the same with little Will taggart who's going to be coming to western yeah so it's like a a coming home i know the second coming of taggart gosh watch him win the job watch him win the job we do awesome and then about 10 or 15 years down the road he becomes the head coach at western maybe in our like our 45th season of the red out podcast (laughs) we were really (laughs) building by then and we'll be like, Jake Omer. <laughs> Stansberry needs to go. Yeah. Oh God, probably. <laughs> um, so baseball is going to be playing on the 24th, 3 p.m. Central. They're going against Ohio. They start a series against them. They've got a four-game series against Ohio. So they've got Ohio on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Uh, so, uh, I'll post those in the YouTube video. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're not, uh, quickly, the game is 24th. It's at 3 PM. 25th. It's at 1 PM. Uh, it's they got a double, a double. Header on Saturday, but that's what it is. There's a double yeah. header on Saturday. Yeah, then the second game is at 4 PM. And then on the 26th, there's a game at, um, 1 PM, uh, on Sunday afternoon. And then they will be playing Bellarmine uh on the 28th so so jared how do you think we'll do against ohio hopefully win i mean i love the way that the season has started i mean it's definitely been impressive i mean you always want to win um what what offensive weapons does ohio have (laughs) you're just trying to leave us out here to fry I haven't got to see our baseball team play yet, but I'm excited. Oh, well, if you haven't gone, you can't talk about it. Matt, what do you yeah. got? <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't been in the, gosh, I haven't been to a baseball game. This is well, just a sad statement of like how bad the program is. Like the people well, just didn't go to the games. Um, no, yeah. Anyway. I mean, and I don't blame, I don't blame either one of you for as far as baseball is concerned, because honestly, I feel like Western in general does not put baseball at a priority. Um, I mean, they support the players and they do whatever, but you know, like, like even ESPN doesn't have us on, you know, on their baseball stuff. You can search other baseball teams, but you can't search Westerns. So, yeah, I mean, 
it's not a priority and it's not one of the biggest sports, but I think when they're decent, people show up and and go to the games. I mean, you know, it's they, not, they it's not Louisville rods. baseball. It's not Louisville baseball. It's not UK baseball. It's bowling. It's Western. I will say this though. I mean, when they first had the games at the Hot Rods, those the Hot Rod Stadium was hopping. I mean, it, yeah, there were tons of people there. It was for sure half full or more. Um, it was a half empty. <laughs> it depends on how you look at it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, no, I mean, seriously, there were some big crowds for some Western baseball games when when they were good. But then as soon as they kind of went south, um, it just – it's completely petered out where there's just nobody there. So yeah, I think people are looking at them now. Hopefully they actually capitalize and just have a decent season, like win some games. And Conference USA, it's strong enough that like if you make the ter- if you make the conference tournament, you gotta be top eight. Yeah. You're you've gotta be a decent team. And usually three or four teams get in the tournament. So be decent and we could be flirting with the tournament every every few years. That's cool. So, um let's slide over to softball real quick. Uh Western played that well, they they were in a tournament, right? Is that what mm-hmm. Do we know the name of the tournament? It was the uh, Carolina Classic. Carolina Classic. There you go. Good job. Yeah. Um, and Western ended up doing fairly well. Um, they hey, won Danny, all but one. Just what so you got, know, Matt? There's this thing on, uh, it's called WKUSports.com, and uh, it's labeled it Carolina Classic. <laughs> yeah, I scrolled down and saw it after you said that, but there's like uh, one, two, three. Like three or four different things, as and I've got the results pulled up right here, so I can see them specifically. I got you, man. Um, yeah, I know, man. I know you're busting. Ball. You, anyway, uh, Western hey, beat Delaware man. six to two. Uh, they beat East Tennessee six to one on the seventeenth. Those were both seventeenth games. On the eighteenth, Western beat George Washington, which I thought he was dead, but anyway, <laughs> they beat him eight to nothing. So it was pretty easy. Um, Western I hope beat, so if he's dead. Yeah. Those teeth are probably rotted by now, those wood ones. Um, Western beat Campbell three to nothing. So double shutouts there. And then on uh, the 19th on Sunday, Western lost to South Carolina uh, 11 to two, which, I mean, in the scheme of things, that's not too bad a way to finish out. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen a clean sweep, but, you know, with a D1 softball program like that, you know, you take what you can get. Yeah. I mean, Matt, they've, done, they've done about what you would think they should have done so far against the Power Five teams. They've hung in a few of them, but they haven't beaten any. And then against the kind of mid-major teams, they're five and zero. Oh. So yeah, I mean, they and I mean, they should do. You don't know much about them yet, but and I mean, they're scoring what um one two three four five. What about five? Five runs a game on average, six, 12, like that. yeah, that's probably 20, right. 25, yeah, in five games. Yeah, it's 25, yeah. It's pretty quick damn math in my head, Rain Man over here. Uh, job, five bro. runs per game, so um, so that's pretty good. And honestly, um, to be going into conference play and stuff like that, I mean, it's good to go against these bigger teams, you know, these bigger D1 teams to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, see where how you're developing against these teams, so. Sure. Uh, uh, Jared, what do you think so far about softball? Uh, that's the same as baseball. <laughs> 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 
You just okay. like leaving us out to fry, man. Like win everything. I want us to win everything. Uh, hey, I do too. Honestly, I'm fine with it. Um, you know, I I I don't know a lot uh, about softball. Uh, I do Shame know Taylor you, Sanders, number fifteen, who's a senior, got Player of the Week. So Conference USA. So congratulations, Taylor. That's good. You know, and that's it. Hey, I'm. I'm just happy it was an easy name to pronounce. Anyway, um, so <laughs> congratulations to her. Um, and uh, they will be playing uh, the 24th. Uh, I guess we're still, I guess we're still in the classic. I don't know, or maybe they're moving to another series. I don't know. Um, the yeah, 24th it's the Hilltopper Classic. On the... Oh, okay, Hilltopper Classic. Mm-hmm, we got some home. pretty good names in the Hilltopper Classic. We've got Central Michigan. Uh, Illinois State and Jacksonville State is who's Western's going to end up playing. Uh, 24th, we've got a doubleheader, uh, Western versus Central Michigan. And then the second game is going to be Western versus Illinois State. On the 25th, we've got another doubleheader, so that's going to be exhausting. Western versus Central Michigan, and then Western versus Jacksonville State. And then Western will be playing on the 26th at uh, – they'll be playing Illinois State. So – Go out, support the Lady Tops. Uh, great parking because it's right there. Um, the big parking structure in Egypt now. Um, the Egypt parking lot, I should be specific for our international listeners. <sighs> so, um, yeah, so support the Lady Tops. To, what country should we shout out tonight, Devin? Saudi Arabia? Um, or? We can shout out. We can definitely shout out the UK. We got our England English listeners. Yeah, so, Dally Ho. We've got our Brazilian listeners. There's a couple that listen from Brazil. Um, I They've messaged me that they are trying to learn English, and God help them if they're listening to us for that. Um, Picking up a Kentucky so, dialect. They can, they can speak Scottsdaleian. That would be, you know, that would be really funny is if they're like, they're, they're in their English class, and they're like, I learned this listening to podcast. And they're like, oh, go ahead. What, what is it? Airs. Hey, y'all. <laughs> uh, so uh basketball lady tops Pain. oh okay lady tops <laughs> uh beat charlotte 75 73 and lost to rice 82 64 um matt were you really surprised uh not really surprised um no I mean, Charlotte, I've been saying, we talked a few weeks ago, Charlotte was one of my contenders that I kind of yeah. thought could could really, because of the coaching, could be kind of in play. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think, honestly, I think your, like your hierarchy, obviously you got middle, who's the clear class of the of the league. You know, they're yeah. rich and all that crap. Yeah. Um, they, they've yeah. already, uh, they for sure have first place. Um, they'll be the one seed no matter what. They could lose all their games and uh, still still be the one seed. Then there's Western, um, who uh, has a game in hand on UTEP, and we beat them earlier. And then you've got, uh, I believe it's Rice after that one. Um, yeah, Do Rice I? and then La Tech. So this game against La Tech, Western's ahead by two games. If we beat La Tech um, – you know, we'd, we'd eliminate them. Uh, okay. Rice, Rice uh, was a tough loss because it kind of gave them a chance to get in there. There are a couple games from us, too. 
Um, I think Rice is actually playing pretty well right now, um, and they'd probably be one of the the favorites come tournament time too. So it wasn't surprising. I'm kind of concerned for them because honestly, the schedule the rest of the way is is tougher than it probably could be. I think they had mm-hmm. some easier games early, and they thank God they capitalized. Um, and you know they won a tough game uh, at UTEP, which was really impressive and really key. Um, for them, tiebreaker wise. Okay. So, um, you know, I, I am concerned though. La Tech is capable, and it's on the road um, on Thursday. Uh, so, if you're if you're listening, if you're not listening live, it's today, um, and it's at six o'clock in Ruston. They're more than capable of winning. Um, well, either team, but obviously, I think the Lady Tops hopefully. We'll take care of business. If they do, it puts them in really good position. If they lose, they're starting to flirt with kind of a end of the season meltdown scenario, um, and could really end up in possibly, I think, could end up in fourth or fifth, and end up having to play middle pretty early in the tournament, which we do not at all want. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm hoping we can kind of pull it together here. If we could win all four, great. If we could win three of four, I think we'd be in a good enough position to hold on to the at least the three seed, which I don't really care if we're a two or three seed. doesn't matter. Um, UTEP or Rice or whoever, um, I think they're all about even with Western. You just don't want to be on the same side as middle and hope middle loses to somebody on the way to the championship. I was going to say, are you worried about UTEP at all? I... I don't know. I think they have an advantage when they play at home because they're at altitude. They're a different. They're in the mountain time zone, so it kind of throws you off. Yeah, different um, stratosphere. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think they have an advantage when they're at home that other teams just don't have. I think they also tend to not play that great away from home. So I don't know if they're a real threat um, in the tournament. It's kind of hard to say, but they're a pretty good team. They're they're not awful, and they have some good players. And they played they played well against Western. Western needed. Um, I think that was one of the games that they had a real big comeback. I think they started down like twenty to nothing or something ridiculous, and came back and actually won. So definitely need to respect them, but I'm not afraid of them. If that makes okay, sense. I was going to say because they've got FIU. Uh, tomorrow, if you're I'm listening. afraid of the schedule, if that's what you're asking, I think the other teams have. Sorry, man, I didn't mean to. Cut no, 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 you're good because Western's got FI or not Western. UTEP has FIU, FAU. So those should uh, be wins. Then they've got us. Then they've got us, and they're a game behind us. And then they've got MTSU. Right. So, so they should lose against Middle, and then yeah. the the kind of the game that's going to affect the most going forward is going to be the game against UTEP if. If we beat them, we're probably in a great spot um, regardless. Yeah. Of the four that we're playing, we need to beat La Tech and UTEP. And then the other two, we could probably lose and we'll be fine. But if we lose the wrong games, we could end up easily way down in fourth or fifth. So, we shall see. Yeah. Jared, what are your thoughts? 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like we're in a lot better position than I thought we would be at this point than the earlier part of the season when we were losing to, like, Cal Baptist or whoever it was, <laughs> teams like that. I mean, I'm just glad that they've been able to turn it around for the most part and still be competitive in conference play. I mean, there's still definitely a shot, like you were saying. I mean, for them to finish decently well towards the top of the conference and everything, hopefully maybe make a run in the tournament. I mean, we'll see. I mean, just got to handle the – I love that they did what that we all thought the guys would do and like split yeah. games but i mean at least they're winning so i respect that so um matt what is the probability that middle loses in the conference usa tournament Ooh, uh i'd say less than 30 percent chance they lose oh no i'd say i mean i'd say there's a decent chance they lose i mean it's march anything can happen that yeah, is true I mean, it is true i'd say they they're probably like I'd say at least fifty percent chance they do win the the turn the whole tournament, but I, I think there's also a, there's enough teams there that could beat them. I mean, they're not invincible. They're not. Oh no! Um, like Western has been able to score on them, they just can't stop them. So if yeah. Western could find a way, or maybe run into a middle that's tired or something like that. Uh, I mean, Western honestly has the system that they could beat a team that's tired and maybe just they miss some shots. Um, you know, I, I think Western at times this year has played okay against middle and then they just melt it down later in the game. So I don't know if it's just middle matches up really well offensively against Western, but middle's defense wasn't the reason that they beat Western. So I think it's going to come down to if Western could find some stops, I think they'd have a quite a good chance against middle, but problem is middle has size and they have some pretty good athletes and stuff. And it's just not a great matchup for Western. We'll see. But if you can get on the other side of the bracket, you got a chance. Um, And I don't think any of the other teams are like a huge threat to Western. I think they're all even or definitely not as good. So um, you just got to try to avoid middle and hope it works out. Yeah. That's a, that is a, it's a good thought. Um, so um, men's basketball real quickly. we got a few yeah. minutes left and we got a mailbag to reach into and talk about. Ah, uh, so Jared, what'd you think? Man, <laughs> this is way more disappointing. Can we just skip it? I mean, that, honestly, that's okay. just kind of the mood, which is sad. But I mean, there was a meme I was really proud of that I put on the towel rack after we lost to uh, Rice. That um, it's like the diagram. It's like, where does it hurt? And it shows a person and like the head is red and it says headache. And then the other one said like it's red around the stomach and it says stomach ache. And then the other one would like the entire body was red. And I put WKU's a basketball fan. And I think that that's pretty much how everybody feels right now. It's just complete pain and agony. <laughs> yep. Not wrong about that. But yeah. I mean, I thought we would at least win one of those games, but I mean, we either bury ourselves in a hole at the end of the game or the beginning of the game. I mean, that's just the only thing that's really consistent about this team. Yeah, that's I mean it's it's just really frustrating to I mean we and, and our predictions last week were split. We we thought Western was going to split, you know, win one lose one and then they peed down their leg, laid a goose egg, whatever analogy you want to use, and it just 
oh, it's so disappointing. And it just makes you feel like the rest of the season, you know, it's just a disappointment. Mm-hmm. Um, so Western is eight games out. We're not looking too hot. So let's just reach into the mailbag. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Maybe okay. A lot of the questions are probably about basketball anyways. <laughs> These are a hundred percent basketball. Cause I asked them in the basketball group. Um, so one of the one of our comments comes from Scott. Uh, Scott wants to know. He said, "I would like to see the band and students back in bleachers at the end of court. Yes. Band yeah. playing more with less recorded music and more and better replays on the big screens. Go tops." Mm-hmm. Do you all both agree? Oh yeah, I hundred percent agree. Hundred percent. Yeah, um, it's a tangible Mr. difference. Mister Kenneth writes, uh, "Where should?" Next year's Conference USA basketball tournament be held. Do you think the conference tournament will go to campus sites, i.e. a sun, or be at one location? Uh, Matt, I'll let you go first. What do you think? Should we mm-hmm. let's start? Let's start off with where should the Conference USA tournament be next year, and do you think they should move it as part two? Well, I do move around. I honestly, they definitely need to move it around um, yeah. because Frisco is not a good spot for anybody that's not right close to Texas, like La Tech and then the Texas schools. Who else feels like Frisco is an awesome spot? It works some, but you got to move it some. Like yeah. Move it around and stuff. I think the campus sites would make the games more interesting because you're going to have a crowd, um, at, at least at the, the campus that the that the games, like as long as the team is in it, that, that it's at a campus site, um, it should be interesting. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they should do, uh, but they, they definitely, I, I hope and pray that they don't just keep it in Frisco because it's just lazy. They have their offices there, so that's yeah. why they're doing that. They're right in their backyard and well, yeah. saving them money, but it's just like, come on, go somewhere else and do something interesting to get other fans engaged because it's really hard for, it's going to be hard for Liberty fans to make it all the way to Frisco. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like, it's going to be hard for FIU, which FIU doesn't have anybody that follows them anyway, so who cares? <laughs> but, Problem I mean, solved. Yeah, yeah, fix that issue. But, I mean, seriously, you're bringing in some teams that are from, from all over. Move them around. Move the tournament around, and let's see what works. I think campus sites could be a good solution. I, I think it would be interesting to do the switch but then again, you'd run into the same issue you have, like you said, with the different schools being able to travel to the different locations. Um, Reward the schools that travel, though. You know. So, so you just go to, you know, I don't even know who travels well for schools because uh, you know, like Western and MTSU are so close; they travel decently um, between the two. Um, but you know. I don't know. It'd be it'd be nice to have a centralized location instead of see you know out like, west. Like here's my thoughts. There is one location that it would almost be fair for everyone, but I mean, as spread out as this conference is, I mean, nothing is going to be fair to no. me. Like Arkansas, like either Little Rock or do a Hot Springs, like we used to back in the Sun Belt day. I feel like, awesome, by the way. yeah, like it was a fun environment. I feel like that would be more centralized because it's not as bad for like the new mexico people basically them and texas like texas isn't far from that at all i mean fiu 
I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. there's nothing they can do about it. <laughs> but I mean, I feel like it's a little closer than Texas. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I would love Nashville. I mean, they did an incredible job hosting the OVC championship game at Municipal back in the day. Well, not that long ago. And I regret going to those championship games because, I mean, those games like Murray State versus Belmont for the OVC championship were some of the most fun games that I remember watching any conference championship be. So, I mean, I feel like Nashville is a good centralized location, too, as far as, like, it's a big city. There's a lot to do. I mean, it has the touristy aspect to be like, oh, you can come to the tournament, but also still be able to do a lot of cool things and stuff like that, too. But I feel like Arkansas or maybe Nashville, if it's a centralized location, do that. As far as, like, on-campus site, I mean, I feel like that's more like what your conferences that are smaller that struggle a lot more are doing i feel like that would be very reflective of conference usa if they decide to move to that <laughs> so i mean that's just my opinion no that's not that's not a bad opinion uh honestly i was thinking like atlanta or alabama you know somewhere a little further south birmingham. just to... birmingham was a good spot too yeah I mean... birmingham's not bad i mean it's not too far of a drive for western fans um now, my vote Texas, is for arkansas i was gonna say utsa you know, UTEP, y'all are just screwed. I'm sorry. Y'all are way too far out there anyway. Um, you know, it's going to take you forever to get wherever. Um, but, you know, like some of these teams that are in the East, FAU, FIU, Charlotte, Western, you know, MTSU, and uh, others, you know, in the East, you know, you're going to have more of a gathering, at least in Alabama or, you know, Mississippi or well, somewhere yeah. like that. Now See, you and Kennesaw true. State coming and Jacksonville State. I mean, you got some Georgia, Alabama. Yeah. So now it might make sense to be in somewhere like Atlanta or yeah. Birmingham or something like that. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not going to be close because the offices aren't there. But I mean, in true Conference USA screen. fashion, it should be in Maine or Seattle, Washington. <laughs> right. As far away from any school as possible. And we could check, we could catch the sea dragons on the way <laughs> to the game. That'd be awesome. We could just be like, oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, honestly, I mean, it'd be pretty interesting. Um, maybe we can get rid of the screen, you know, maybe we can oh, get rid of that curtain between the teams. Right. Yeah. The, the yeah. No curtains, no curtains. So it's just, uh, you mean having the basketball tournament in a basketball facility? No way. There's yeah, no way that would ever happen. That's ridiculous. I honestly, I mean, I, I think it'd be nice to be able to, you know, to have multiple games go, well, not multiple games, but, you know, have. Uh, like a facility or area, you know, where you can have, uh, let's say, you know, Western plays at this time, the next team plays at this time, the next team plays at this time, and just have it go all day. No, you know, just March, put it in March Madness Stadium. Style. Make all yeah. of the games play at the same time. <laughs> Imagine that. Hey, you can do it. Yeah. Hey, Not that's what uh, Northern Illinois did, or does. I guess they still do. I don't know. Uh, back in the day when we traveled to Northern Illinois, their football field also doubled as their basketball arena. So I mean, Syracuse, it does the Northern same Iowa thing. or what? Northern Iowa. The okay, you said Northern Illinois. I was just making sure. Did I say Illinois? I meant yeah, Iowa. You did. Yeah. I was looking at Google Maps, so it screwed me but up. No, um, Carrier Dome in Syracuse, same thing. It yeah. works. Yes, Northern Iowa. Uh, we played um, back in the day, and they used to they had to roll the field. Literally roll the uh, the turf out and lay it out, which, like, that was the worst thing. Like the abrasions the guys had after the games were like, like, like when you're a little kid and you skin your knee, but that's just because you fell down on that hard ass turf. Uh, but anyway, hey Devin, 
What was it yeah. like to see Kurt Warner play in college? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was there when Jimmy Fikes played, okay? So uh anyway, so another, yeah. Wow. So uh Matt, has the Stansberry experiment been a success or failure? Oh god. Is that the is that one of the um square to God? That comes from John. John wrote that in. Uh, wants to know is the Stansbury experiment a success or failure? Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. He's a big. <laughs> he's just fishing for Stansbury to get trashed on. Um. I mean, God. Uh, I, I, here's where I stand. I still stand this way. If he makes the tournament, hallelujah. You know, if he if there's some kind of miracle, they come together, whatever. Then he keeps <laughs> his job. Otherwise, get out. It's over. Like. Wait. It's a disaster. Um, the, the first three teams have COVID and they can't play. <laughs> Western makes it. Woo! <laughs> I mean, about freaking time we get something to go our way. Good yeah. lord! I mean, seriously though, like there's four games left, so play out the rest of the season. You can't fire him now. Yeah. If he makes it, hallelujah! He finally did it. Yay! And then he gets another year. I think it'd be really hard to fire him if if he actually made the tournament. But if he if doesn't, he, if if he makes the championship, if we lose on a buzzer beater, if we get screwed by the refs, I don't care. If you don't make the tournament, get out. Go. It's time to go. I don't care what the buyout is. I don't care if Houchins himself says that he's going to remove all the sponsorships. I don't care. He needs to go if he doesn't win the tournament this year, period. That should be the standard. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I I I agree. Um I for the most part the Stansbury experiment has been um adequate. See, I don't think any of us like I don't think any of us really could have predicted it going the way that it has because we no. had very high expectations. At least I did. Because I mean, he's a good recruiter. He was bringing in these four-star recruits, five-star recruits, and then building up the hype. And that's the thing: we did our job as fans to support Coach Stansberry. We showed up to yeah. games. Mm-hmm. We had record sales for season tickets and had very good attendance with a lot of the teams, especially like 2017, 2018. Those teams with Justin Johnson, especially like there was the fan support. We did everything we could. We just had some horrible luck. I mean. That is part of it. I mean, some of it is terrible, like the Marshall game, like that lay-in for Bearden that could have gone in and we wouldn't be having this conversation now. Or maybe we show up against North Texas in one of those games that we have against them. Or maybe, like, if COVID doesn't happen, 2020 is our year and we were to get in that year. I mean, there's just so many different things that had to have gone wrong for us to have gotten to this point that I feel like you have to move on at some point if he doesn't win this year. Because, I mean, we did our job as fans to support him. He hasn't lived up to the promise that he made us of getting us to the NCAA tournament in a conference tournament championship. So, ultimately, I feel like it's just best to move on at this point. I feel like he's too polarizing that we can't really i mean unless he were to pull it off like matt says and we were to somehow miraculously win this year i mean i i think it's time to go yeah um i would agree with that i think a lot of the issue we have with stansbury especially this year was the hype there was a lot of hype about basketball and everybody was so built up about it that when the guys started having issues that it just i think it made it worse yeah. Because, That's you know, a couple, like, look, the Louisville game was the Achilles heel, was the, 
the Trojan horse, whatever you want to call it. But that moment when we lost the Louisville and they haven't done shit. Pardon my friends. They haven't yeah. done anything. And Western made them look like they were NBA superstars. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, that's the frustrations. Uh, and, and then, of course, there's other games throughout the season. But that was the that was the trip, I think. That was the stumble that just made fans go, wait a second. These, these guys aren't supposed to be this. You know, they're supposed to be great. This is supposed to be our year, blah, 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 blah. And, See, you know, Coach Stansberry will ultimately be remembered for, especially after this season, and he doesn't come back. Yeah, I think he would just be remembered for having good talent, but not good teams. Yeah, I like mean, he it, got people like Charles Bassey, Tavion Hollingsworth, um, Jamarion Sharp, Davion McKnight. I mean, he's gotten all of these super talented players, but I mean, they just weren't able to perform as a team, at least enough to win a championship. And yeah. another thing that he has had as far as a legacy is the players that have been in NCAA purgatory. Kenny yeah. Cooper. You know, Dante yeah. Allen didn't start at first, and he's done a lot better. But, you know, you've had, you have those teams, you have those players about every year that. And then, of course, the whole Mitchell Robinson situation, too. Mitch like, Robinson. Good. Yeah. I can't stand it. And the whole rest of that roster, too. Yeah, like Jordan Brandis was another one that was supposed to be on that team that would have been good. He didn't end up playing. That Chris Durate, who plays for the Indiana Pacers, was originally committed to WKU and was going to, and then had something happen to where he couldn't play here, and then went to Oregon instead and ended up getting drafted in the Pacers in like the first round. So, I mean, we were so we were on the brink of having that key player, I feel like, so many times, and we just weren't able to actually have them play. And that's another thing that adds to all of the disappointment of the Stansberry era is having people like Mitchell Robinson and all these other players who would have been amazing. Like Trevlin Queen is another one who was really solid that we didn't get to have play. So, I mean, it's just like a multitude of different things that I feel like have gone wrong that none of us could have ever predicted in that first press conference he had when he was hired. So, I don't know. So, um, last question, Uh, Jared. I'll go with you first. Right. With SMU likely headed to the Pac-12, what are WKU's chances of making a successful pitch to the American Athletic Conference? I still don't see it happening just through the fact that we're in Bowling Green, Kentucky. That's pretty much what Todd has said. That's pretty much what the American Athletic Conference has said, too. Like, I mean, I think that's what Todd said is that, like, if we were in Nashville instead of Bowling Green, we would be the number one pick for the American like easily, easily looking at how good all of our main programs are. But it's just the fact that we're in little old Bowling Green, Kentucky, that it makes it a little harder for us to get into a bigger conference because we weren't charter members in the SEC or some other bigger conference like a lot of these other teams have been that are smaller cities in Bowling Green, like Oxford, Mississippi, places like that. Like they got really lucky to basically inherit being into the SEC and we can't. I mean, it's hard for us to make that move. So I, I don't see us going there at all. I'd love for us to try to make a move, but do I see it happening? Absolutely not. Matt, what's your problem? What's your uh, probability of it happening? What's my problem? Um, <laughs> There's too many to list in this episode. So let's oh, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah, I mean, here, here's what needs to happen for us to have a chance, and that's to win. Um, and lately, when you think about all the conference realignment stuff, every single time it comes up, 
Western has just sucked at the major sports at that time when they start looking. And so they look and they say, well, now they're going to look at basketball and say, we haven't been anywhere in 10 years and your football is, is nice, but you know, it's not elite. I feel like if they came looking at Western and Western had been to the sweet 16 three times in the last decade, or if football had won a new year's six bowl, or if women's basketball was in the tournament all the time and baseball was really good and making super regionals and whatever, if you had some of that going on, I think you'd have, I think it'd be hard for them to turn you down because you are going to make the conference money by being in the money making moments of the sport. Like if you're in March madness all the time, you're bringing in money to the conference by being really good. Um, if you win, if you win a new year's six ball, I think you get like 20 something million dollars or whatever. So good gosh. Yeah. It's a ton of money exchanging hands. Well, you've got to, You've got to perform like that. The The market is not big enough right now. I mean, if Bowling Green continues to grow or whatever, whatever, but it's not even close to that right now. So you've got to rely on winning. Think about the programs that did move up. Ultimately, it was either because of their stupid market or it's because they won. Yeah. Um, you know, the teams that moved to the A-10 and, and all that. Like, uh, didn't isn't Davidson in the A-10 now or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever. Well, they won because Stephen Curry put them on the map and took them to the Elite Eight, and they, yeah. they got invited. Well, they wouldn't have been invited if they hadn't made that Elite Eight run. Just like Butler yeah. in the Big East, like yeah, they wouldn't Butler, be in the Big East right. if they didn't go to two back-to-back national championship games. All right, Wichita State. Whatever you can name a bunch of these that are probably not household names without making big runs in the tournament and I think or, or in football or whatever. See, our main problem is we have stats and we have wins every now and then. We just don't have any hardware. Yeah, you need to have national prominence yeah. somewhere. You've got to have you got to have the resume to turn you down. Definitely got to have the resume to to back up what your worth is as far as that goes. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Just 100% what you're saying like if you know, if Western had the wins, if we could make it to the Elite Eight, you know, in, in the March Madness or, you know, New Year's Six Bowl or something like that, you're going to have conferences calling you left and right to say, you know. I mean, look at Murray. Murray's a good example. They moved to yeah. the Missouri Valley. They're in a dump of a town. They got like 25,000 people in Murray. I don't know how many people are there. But they moved Probably up because they win and they've got a brand and they've got John Moran and they had uh, – you know, several teams that were nationally ranked and stuff. But that's yeah. all been fairly recent. They don't have as much tradition as we do in basketball, but they have more wins recently and they have big time performances that everybody remembers. So it adds value to their conference. Yeah. Um I'm looking up the population in Callaway County. Oh, thirty seven thousand. Okay. Woo! Man. Congratulations. You're close on that one. Uh, anyway, does that, include, does that include all the mules? No, there's only it's a one horse town. Uh, but anyway, oh. um, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree 100% with everything. Uh, if you would like to send us questions, you can hit us up on Twitter. Uh, I take no responsibility for what Matt tweets out, I'm just going to throw it out there now. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, definitely follow that, follow the Tower Rack. Um, if you want to support us, like, share, and subscribe, we appreciate your support. 
uh, and it helps us out. So it's a cheap, easy way to do it. Uh, you can hit us up on Patreon as well. Uh, Red Out Podcast on Patreon. And uh, uh, the other way is if you'd like to use our affiliate link, you can go to betterhelp.com forward slash Red Out. Uh, use the affiliate link. It gives you your uh, 10% off your first month, I believe. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> hashtag sponsored. Sorry. Uh, anyway, uh, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. We appreciate your support. Uh, I will post the uh, upcoming events on our YouTube for the uh, for the next uh, baseball, softball games that are going to be played and basketball as well. Uh, and we'll talk more about them next time. So, uh, like always, guys, uh, go Tops. Go Tops. Go tops. Good now. There we go. Thanks, Jared. Appreciate you, bud.